In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. I'm so excited for this episode in particular because it's been one of those things that's been an underlying current. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about brown signs. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're like, wait, I want to know more. Well, there are a couple episodes just to highlight a few We talk about brown signs, or at least we mention them in our Beginner's Guide to Untourism, which is episode 13, where we start to talk about how do we create an untourism experience and how to be an untourist, so to speak. So that episode, episode 13013 on untourism talks about brown signs. And by the way, if you are interested in that, there is a free digital download that kind of goes through that walks you through how to create an untourism experience. So that's worthwhile too. And that is OrdinarySherpa.com backslash untourism. I'll put this in the show notes, by the way. And then the second episode where we talk about brown signs is episode 28B. And that is a quick, it's a mini episode to give you 15 mini adventures to take place this weekend, like 15 mini things that you can do. And that's really focused on simple adventures or some of our everyday adventure challenge ideas where you can tap into the potential of what's in your current area. So you don't have to travel necessarily to have an adventure experience. You can really tap into the resources in your own backyard. And that episode is, uh, again, 28B, 028B. That was a bonus episode where we gave some real practical examples of what it's like to be in the Everyday Adventure Challenge, which, by the way, I should mention, we are in the final days of our fall registration Everyday Adventure Challenge gives you ideas, some resources, and just help you through like, how do I create just daily adventure in my life? It doesn't have to be daily, but how do I create that practice of just doing adventures more frequently? Registration closes this weekend. So if you are interested, here's your last chance really for the rest of 2021. We're not going to be opening it back up again until 2022, which just seems crazy to say that out loud. I can't believe this year is flying and crawling at the same time. But to register for the Everyday Adventure Challenge for the Fall Challenge, that is OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge. With that, I want to jump into our episode today on brown signs. Just to get started, what are brown signs? It's actually fascinating to know, I, as I was researching for this episode, they started in Europe in the 1970s, in particular in France. And I've noticed that they've since been seen in Germany and the UK and Australia. So while I'm not clear if this is a universal international thing, I have the indication that it, it is somewhat international. So while my first exposure was really about 10 to 15 years ago, my husband and I would take road trips. And as the passenger, I get a little, you know, antsy and you get to notice things. And I was noticing all of these brown signs. And eventually I just started to take note, like, what is this place? And then when we had kids, you know, we're taking these four hour road trips across the state and 
it was nice to find places to just stop that were different, that were unique. And it really had a lot of great opportunities for us. The early stages, it was looking for playgrounds where we could get out of the car, the kids could play. And that's kind of became what we started to look for were these brown signs. But come to find out, there's a whole background behind this. So I wanted to raise this so that you are aware at least of what's available or what's possible with a brown sign. A brown sign is a tourist sign. It's actually many different types of organizations and locations can apply to have a brown sign. But essentially, it's a traffic sign whose purpose is to direct visitors to a destination, to essentially, for lack of a better word, a tourist destination. But these aren't flashy signs. And and I know as soon as you see them, you're going to realize like, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. And you have been kind of unconscious to them. So we have just noticed that these were little magic gems. And there's no flashy marketing behind it. There's no bells and whistles. There's no lights. There's, There's really nothing to it other than white words on a brown sign. (laughs) But it's everything from historic buildings to campsites to picnic areas to sporting facilities, museums, parks. It really ran the gamut of what was available. And I just found after we had had experienced a couple of these, we would get curious, we'd take note of them. But then when we started to travel more and more, I would look for the brown signs as we were going places. And it really revealed there was an entire world of opportunities that nobody knew about. I kind of felt like I was in the movie Cars where they're looking at Route 66 and the interstate and they're like, but everyone's just like driving by. I'm like, yeah, nobody is really taking advantage of these brown signs. So part of my mission in the untourism space was really to reveal what is unconscious to people. And brown signs definitely has a piece of that. But I also will say in the land of 2020, uh, in the space of COVID and all those things where we weren't really traveling and we were kind of just exhausted, brown signs were just the magic gems of our own backyard where we found waterfalls and hikes and bluffs and things that just we didn't even know existed. So it's been such a fun journey for us. I wanted to reveal in this episode what is the actual potential of this. And I think many people, when you think of a brown sign, you might think national parks, you might even think state parks. And those are true, but those are ones that everyone knows about. So I'm not going to necessarily talk about state parks or national parks. I'm going to try to focus on all of the other ones. And there's quite a few. So I took one county in Iowa, and this is totally random. I have no affiliation to this county. I don't. I didn't even write the county down, and I know you're going to question me on this now, but oops, sorry, I didn't write that down. But I just wanted to make an example out of what the potential is. So in this one county in Iowa, related to the brown signs, there are 12,000 acres that are covered within these brown signs, 22 parks, 32 athletic fields, over 300 events. And by that, these are things that are happening within those spaces. So things like runs or rides or fairs or public picnics or concerts or recreation events like orienteering or regattas or farmers markets or horse rides, performances, swap meets, car shows, food truck events, exercise classes, sports tournaments. You get the picture. There's a lot of different types of entertainment or opportunities, I should say, for adventure in these different places. Endless miles of trails. There's one conservatory. There's one public campground with 46 campsites and four scout camps or youth camping areas. 
which are used obviously for a larger group. There are two dog parks, but there was also a note that there are reciprocal access to three additional dog parks. There's two arboretums, two parks for off-road cycling, one beach for swimming, four canoe and kayak launches, one fish hatchery, one model airplane flying field, five parks with pickleball courts, four parks with tennis courts, six parks with a designated sledding hill, two parks with downhill skiing, endless opportunities for fishing, three parks with groomed trails for cross-country skiing, two disc golf courses, three parks with golf courses, three ice skating rinks, one working or educational farm, and one bird sanctuary. Can we just pause? This is one county in one state in the United States. And did you hear that entire list of opportunities? I know when we talk about adventure, a lot of us think about travel and a lot of us think about just different activities to get outside. And as I was looking at this list, there are things I've never even thought of. Like who here has flown a model airplane before? I never would have thought to look for that. I just think the opportunity we always assume has to be these big grand things. And yet there's a lot of really great potential in our own backyards. And likely most of these things aren't going to cost a lot of money. Now, obviously there's going to be some costs, I'm assuming for downhill skiing. And if you need to rent equipment or buy equipment for any of these activities, but for the most part, you can just show up and you might have to get permission in advance. But for the most part, these are not super expensive things, yet they could create a lot of really awesome family experiences together. Since this has become now a part of my conscious adventure creation, I can just say that we have had some of the greatest memories on Brown Signs. I can think of a time in Upper Michigan where we went for a hike, which we didn't really think was going to be anything exciting. It was, again, a very unassuming sign near our campsite that led to a bike trail. And we actually have gone back now multiple times to bike these bike trails in Upper Michigan. And they're just these unassuming brown signs that nobody even knows about. Another situation, more recently, we were taking the RV on a road trip and didn't plan a lot of things. But one of the, I guess, one of my secrets in planning RV trips now is that the untapped potential is really in county and city parks because everyone goes to the state parks to camp and everyone goes to the national parks to camp or to the private campgrounds. And most of the city and county campsites do not show up on a lot of the apps. So I always look, if we have an idea of where we're going, I'll go to the county rec department and see if there are some potential campsites. And we've had two on this trip that were amazing. One had a splash pad at it. It had this amazing playground, which was almost like a Ninja Warrior course where it was like a little challenge course. It had timed little races that I could do. There was a skateboard park or a bike park. There's just so many different things that can happen. And this was literally at one campsite. It was a city campsite. And I believe that may have been, I mean, that might've been $30 a night for us to stay there with full hookup. So it's just a different experience than you know, that most people don't even look for. When we went out West, obviously there were other things that we've experienced over. A lot of it has to do with hikes and trails, you know, biking or hiking, but some of them have also just been really great scenery. Uh, things like waterfalls or things like wildlife sanctuaries that uh, when we were in Hawaii, we took a very unassuming opportunity to see some sea lions and 
nobody was really there. Nobody else was really paying attention to what the opportunity was presenting. So I just like to say these are one of my little secrets to finding the hidden gems is seeking out the counties that we're going to or the cities that we're going to and seeing what's available on their own tourist sites or on their own recreation department. What I will say is a pain point is that there's not a great way to research these things. It takes a lot of work. And if anybody, I mean, one of my passion projects or one of the things I'd love to solve for is to get a comprehensive solution for finding and crowdsourcing these experiences. So if anyone, I haven't figured it out. I've been working on it for a while. It's been much more individualized where I'm seeking these things out when I know there's a place I'm going to or I'm looking for a place. Or if I see something, I just take notes and keep it in my own documents. But if anyone is wanting to think about this with me or is interested in helping solve this problem, I'd love to have a conversation. If you want to hit me up or DM, send me an email to connect and discuss this further. I think there's a huge potential to really understand and collate and crowdsource what are the best brown signs in your area. If you're listening to this, jump on the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group. We're going to do a, a thread. What's your favorite brown sign? So if you aren't there, you should go there. I mean, I don't like to say you should. If you aren't there and you you got a little FOMO right now, jump onto the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group and join the conversation. We're going to have a conversation around where you're located and the best brown sign that you've experienced and maybe even some that aren't near you. I will say if you're coming to Wisconsin, one of the most underrated places that I just love is Shoot Pond in Ocano County. It's in Northeast Wisconsin. It's very unassuming. It's a rural community. But one of my favorite things is they have a natural water slide. So you go down these little rocks into a little pooled area. They also have a fun cliff jump location. It is fascinating and nobody knows it exists or very few people, I should say. The locals know it exists, but it's not something that most people coming to Wisconsin would know to go there. So a little secret tip for Northeast Wisconsin if you're ever in the area. With that, I'll give you five key takeaways from this episode. Number one, don't underestimate the opportunity of a brown sign. Number two, a county in Iowa had over 25 adventures embedded into one area. How many counties across the state and country have this hidden potential? That's a lot of adventure opportunities. Number three, when you see a brown sign, take note and get curious. What is the potential of that opportunity? Number four, beyond state and national parks, I've not found a great source for finding the hidden gems of brown signs. If this is something you'd be interested in, Reach out to Heidi at Ordinary Sherpa on DM or email, whichever works best. And number five, if you would like to contribute or share your favorite brown sign, jump over to the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group. We'd love to have you and hear what are some of the favorite things that are in your community. It might help another family. It might help another friend. It might even help another Sherpa. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And I hope this gives you a little bit more inspiration, a little bit more awareness to what's available. What might we start paying attention to and where is there potential for us to do these simple everyday adventures, either in our own backyard or around the world? If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. 
subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.